0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Mindful Manager podcast. I'm here to talk to you about some emotional intelligence and mindfulness uh, that can help you in your work and your personal lives in every facet of your work and your personal lives. My name is Art Burns and I'm your host and I'm really, really excited to be here. So, um, you know, Today I want to talk about self-regulation. So we we talk a lot about uh self-awareness, right? And and that is the first step in this whole emotional intelligence uh thing that we we that can benefit us so much in our lives, right? So, uh, but today I want to talk about self-regulation, which is sort of the second step, if you will, in the, uh, in the cultivation of this emotional intelligence. And the reason I want to talk about this is because many of the problems that we experience emotionally, right? Those, those things that lead to distress, you know, and, and overwhelm, you know, they mostly, many of them in any way, arise from a compulsion that our emotions hold over us, okay? Okay. now there's a there's a great old story uh, that that illustrates this very well uh, which I learned from uh, mang tan who's the uh, the uh, guy over at Google who created the mindfulness program uh, for emotional intelligence at Google which inspires much of my work um, and so it's a, it's a traditional story but I learned it from him and it's it goes as follows so there's a man walking along the side of the road and he sees a uh, another man coming by that's riding a horse right and he shouts out to the man he says hey where are you headed and the guy on the horse says, "I don't know. Ask the horse, right?" And so, um, so again, this is a very accurate metaphor for our emotions, right? Um, because honestly, most of the time, you know, we we are not in control of our emotions, and in fact, our emotions are compelling us. Now, it's it's worth noting here that that even in in the sense of self regulation, right, our emotions are what motivate all of our actions, right? You know, almost everything is motivated on some level by emotions. So, so it's not necessarily wrong to be motivated by your emotions, but to be compelled by them is a different story. Okay. Now, um, when I owned uh, my small cafe, which I've told you the story a few times where I had an employee who, who had named an, uh, a, uh, a drink after me named the Angry Art, right? Um, you know, at that time, my kids were very, very young, right? My daughter, in fact, was about six months old when we first opened the shop and my son was born about two years later. So, um, so when that was happening, you know, around the time when my son was, you know, between zero and two. Two years old, and my daughter was between you know uh two and say four years old, um, I was working like eighty hours a week right or more right because by the time my son was born my my wife wasn 't even involved with the shop anymore she couldn 't be right so so it was like literally eighty hours a week or more and uh, and that left my ha- my wife to handle both of these young young kids, you know mostly on her own and again this wasn 't something that you know, it just was the way things were, right? And and nothing that we could really um, logistically change at the time, right? And so, if you've ever had to take care of, uh, you know, even one, much less two kids that are that are that age, you know, day after day with almost no breaks, you know, you know what a strain it can be uh, on your emotions, right? And um, and so many days, you know, I would be tired and irritable from my own work schedule, uh, but but also needing to get to the shop to open for business, you know, while my wife was at the end of her rope, right? And so, so suffice to say that our family didn't resemble anything like the Cleavers or the Brady's or, or any other well-adjusted nucleic TV family that we all uh, grew up to love, right? Um, And most of the time, you know, I was, you know, irritable and angry and already experiencing distress from my emotions before I even walked into the door, right? Because the thing is that I was, I was irritable. In this, you know, sort of tumultuous situation, you know, every morning, you know, I wasn't sleeping enough. I was way overworked. My wife wasn't sleep, sleeping enough. She was way overworked, and so the emotions were were sort of controlling both of us, right, or or compelling both of us. And so a lot of times, you know, I I just I, I was already a, a mess before I even walked into the off into the shop, right, and so therefore, you know, I was bringing this emotion emotional component impulsion into my place of business, right? And and therefore, I was totally at the mercy of my emotions. And essentially, that's how I became to came to be known as angry art uh, in the form of an espresso drink, right? Um, now, this is the, a lot of what had to do with this, right? And I, I paint this picture for you. It, it was kind of, it was definitely an extreme situation, right? But but a real contributing factor to, to the the emotional toll that it took to on me was my own emotional illiteracy, right? Which is the opposite of the emotional intelligence that we talk about here, right? And if I wasn't quite, illiterate I was way too consumed by my emotions and the pressures of running the business and trying to keep a family going and all that kind of stuff to even try to understand them right and so now again this is just my example right and and it is extreme and I'm, I'm making it sound extreme for the purpose of of getting my point across but but I'm sure that that if you reflect on on your own you know work life and and family life that you you could you know you folks out there have probably experienced similar situations in which you felt compelled by your emotions, especially in a place like work. Okay, and um, and now and and the reason why you know we talk about work here is because you know obviously this is a, a, a podcast for people who are in you know management positions and stuff like that. But the thing that makes work different from home is that you know your 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 spouse and your children and your family will always tend to sort of forgive you, and they'll always tend to sort of uh, maybe see the the good side of you at the same time while you're you're showing your bad side right but at work you know, the dynamic is much different. You know, we don't have that leeway. And so that's why it becomes so much more crucial to, to sort of understand this stuff and to have tools that I'm gonna uh, give to you in a few minutes to, to help sort of regulate this, this process of our emotions, right? Um, and now, <clears throat> you know, now again, the solution of this or to this, right, which, which I now know and my wife wishes that I knew about eight years ago <laughs> is to, uh, is to first develop the self-awareness to know when my emotions were compelling me right and and once i 've developed the self awareness to see these emotions in a in a vivid um, you know clarity a high resolution, if you will, right, then the next step is to use this knowledge to regulate my response to the emotions so that I will be in control of the horse and not the horse. In control of me, okay. In fact, Meng Tan says that uh, that you go from you know riding backwards on a horse by practicing mindfulness and emotional intelligence. You know, you go from riding backwards on a horse to being like John Wayne, you know, and uh, and that really what is what it is. It's a skill, right? And so this self regulation that we're going to get into right now in a second is is all about a skill that can be developed. And those are the first two steps, okay. First, it becomes from awareness. Then it goes to to uh, regulation, and then it comes to mastery okay so that's sort of the progression okay so um, now when we talk about uh, self regulation right most people think of self control right which is the ability to not act out on our emotions right so that you know so that you know a new employee doesn't name a drink after us called the angry art right um, but there is so much more to uh, self regulation of our emotions than, than just self-control, okay? Now, I talk a lot in this podcast about Daniel Goleman, okay? He is uh, he's the author of the book Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ, a book I really strongly recommend to everybody listening to this to read, okay? It's it's a wonderfully written book. It's very sort of uh, relatable, you know, despite the fact that he's a, a PhD kind of guy. Sometimes these books can get a little hard to read. This one is not. It's very, very relatable. Relatable. It's very easy to read. It's very uh, sort of uh, intuitive, and it and it really makes a lot of sense. And it's enormously, powerfully uh, packed with with important knowledge. So if you haven't read it, I really recommend you check it out. OK, uh, but anyway, um, Mr. Goleman, uh, you know, you know, as the author of that book, he's universally recognized as an authority on emotional intelligence. OK, so so when 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 Daniel Goleman speaks about emotional intelligence, people listen right? and uh, as well they should. And now uh, Mr. Goleman has identified five emotional competencies of self-regulation that go far beyond this simple ability of self-control. Now, now again, I use the word emotional competencies, right? Competency is a skill, right? And a skill is something you can develop. Okay. It's really important to, to keep that in mind because everything we talk about here is in this podcast today and every day is, is about the, the fact that we are able to develop these skills through practice. Okay. Just really important to keep that in mind. Okay. Um, Now, of course, self-control is a very, very important skill in self-regulation, and so it it happens to be right at the top of Mr. Goldman's list of the uh, five uh, emotional competencies, right? Now, according to him, self-control is the act of keeping disruptive emotions and impulses in check. Okay. Now, um, so, so that's obvious that, that's pretty straightforward. I don't feel like I need to explain that one too much, but, but the second one gets, you know, kind of interesting. So, um, the second one on, uh, of the emotional competencies on Mr. Goldman's list, um, under the domain of self-regulation is trustworthiness. Now <laughs> I, I'm telling you that got pretty interesting pretty quickly. I bet I'm sure at least it did for me. Um, you know, um, uh, tr- trustworthiness, right, is the um, is the act of of maintaining standards of honesty and integrity. Okay, and that you know when when we can do that, we become trustworthy, right? And we can only do this when we're in control of our emotions, right? Because at that point, and when we're in control of our emotions, it's always a choice, right? So you can either choose to to be honest and live with integrity or you can allow your emotions to compel you to surrender that choice and you know maybe fudge the truth a little bit or or cut a corner or you know just to get past some you know fear or resentment or another emotion that makes you feel you know threatened or uncomfortable okay and and I'm sure I'm not the only one here who will say that that line can become pretty blurry at times, right? And so and so again this this idea of, you know, the thing that pushes us out of that trustworthiness is a compulsion of our emotions, right? If we can maintain control over our emotions, you know, and, and regulate those emotions, then we will know, we will never feel that compulsion to, to, you know, to, to do something that is would be untrustworthy. Okay. Um, so conscientiousness is the third point on Mr. Goldman's list, right? Now, conscientiousness is about taking responsibility for one's own personal performance, okay? Now, again, this is only possible when we are in control of our emotions and we have the confidence to admit a mistake, knowing that we can correct just about any mistake with our actions, right? But if we're compelled by emotions of fear or envy or self-judgment or, you know, anything like that, we're far more likely to try to sort of get away with a screw up, right? Some, you know, sort of like, you know, like. Hope that nobody notices if you will right, and now, in the most extreme case, right this looks like the old you know cover your butt you know kind of thing um, you know that, that we hear about so often in the workplace you know and even to the extent that you might actually you know be dishonest to afo- to avoid consequences right now again you know this is all related back to that whole you know self confidence that comes through the the ability of self awareness right um, if you remember last week I talked about that, right? If we're if we're really self-aware, then we can have a, a, a more accurate self-assessment, right? Where we understand our strengths and our weaknesses, and therefore we have a better self-confidence. And when we have that self-confidence, then we're we're already much more likely to be uh, to be able to sort of sidestep an emotion that makes us want to do something to take the easy way out that might not be the most trustworthy or conscientious way. Okay, I hope that makes sense there everybody um now, most of us you know given the chance we would not willingly ever do something like that, right oh <laughs> you know most people here you know would would believe in honesty and and uh and and conscientiousness and and would never you know willingly or knowingly you know uh uh abandon those things right, but if we're compelled by our emotions. The choice is no longer ours to make, and that's the point here. Okay. Um, speaking of points, <laughs> the fourth point on uh, on his uh, list, on Daniel Goldman's list, is adaptability, right? And and this is you know defined by the flexibility in handling change, right. Now this one is obviously, you know, very vital for people in management or leadership roles, yeah? I mean, you know, if there is one constant in almost any business, it is change itself, right? <laughs> and the manager who is most, you know, flexible and able to handle the changes in the flow, right, will be the manager who succeeds in all business climates and and, you know, and his and and has the ability to inspire the people who he or she leads, okay? Um now, that leads us to the last and, but certainly not least, uh, important um, <laughs> point of Daniel Goleman's uh, five competencies of self regulation, and that is innovation. Okay, innovation is being open to and comfortable with new ideas, approaches and information, okay? Now, this is also I I'm sure I don't have to tell you that this is also a vital characteristic in the business leadership and uh and it can mean the difference between, you know, profit and loss in the big in the big picture, right? I mean, you know, innovation is that important, right? And uh and you know, but you know, and, and it's obvious. I don't feel like I have to tell you how important the 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 uh, the ability to be innovative is, right? But again, you can only be innovative if you're not. You know, being compelled by your emotions, right? Because your emotions, you know, emotions love, like fear of of you know worry of of envy of of you know all these kind of things are likely to keep you away from innovation, right? They're they're likely to to you know not leave you open and comfortable with new ideas, approaches, and information, right? Because the the new ideas, approaches, and information contain a level of fear to them, right? And so if we're if we're allowing that that fear to compel us, then we're no longer going to be innovative, right? So again, I hope that makes sense to everybody. And and at the end of here, at the end of this uh, podcast, like I do every week, every day, I'm going to give you a uh, easy way to get a hold of me if you have any questions about any of this, okay? Because uh, I know this is a kind of a lot of stuff here, so I'm kind of not trying to. I'm trying to go a little bit uh, quickly so I don't take up too much of your time. So uh, so you know the 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 one thing that every point on this list shares in common is choice, okay? And the choice lies in our ability to regulate our emotions so that that choice is not taken away by compulsion, okay? That's like the bottom line of what we're talking about here, okay? And now it's important to understand that here that that while self-regulation is not only about self-control, it does, it does is also not about avoiding your emotions. Okay. Um, if someone in your department, you know, were to come to you with a personal problem that affects his work, right? Like, like say the death of a family member, right? Your ability to feel the sad emotions with him, you know, is, is crucial to showing empathy toward him, right? And as we've talked about here before, you know, uh, you know, any report or colleague who feels your empathy will connect with you on a deeper and healthier level. And this is a good thing, right? And, and again, the, 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 one of the core aspects or the core, you know, pillars of, of, of emotional intelligence is empathy. Okay. And that, that comes through self-awareness, right? It's all connected to everything that we're talking about here, right? um now uh, self regulation is also not about suppressing feelings. Okay. You know, this is really important to understand because a lot of times this is the the sort of feeling that we have. Like when, when you talk about, you know, self-control or self-regulation, it's about like not feeling things. It's about like, you know, like squashing those feelings, but that is not a good idea. Okay. And the reason for that is that our, our feelings, as we've talked about here before, you know, they carry very important Uh, information about our status and, and, uh, and, and to deny or, or repress them, you know, means to toss away this information, right? And, and, you know, this moves in the direction of emotional illiteracy, right? And this is not good, right? We don't want to, we don't want to deny ourselves the information that comes from the feelings that our emotions, you know, generate, right? We want to be able to use that to our advantage, okay? So, so really it's important to understand that that, right? Because again, a lot of people kind of assume that, you know, self-regulation and self-control uh, uh, mean to like somehow suppress something, but that is absolutely not the case, right? Um, you know, self-regulation really is about having skills with our emotion, right? It's uh, it's about, you know, it's about being better with them and, and only, you know, again, the competencies, right? They are skills and, and skills like any other skills, emotional skills are, are trainable. And that's an important aspect to understand, okay? Now, uh, Meng Tan actually gives us an, a great example of this, right? Um, he talks about anger versus indignation, right? So anger is a state in which we're out of control, right? Arising from a powerlessness, right? Like, like you're, you're, you feel overcome by it, right? You've, you're, out of, you're not in control of what's going on. You've blown your lid, right? Um, but indignation arises from a place of power and therefore can be experienced as controlled and a helpful emotion okay so when you're indignant as opposed to angry you you maintain your cool and you can st- still at that point, effectively change or steer a given situation, right? But when you are angry, conversely, right, you're not in control and you're, you're not cool and you're likely to have a coffee drink named after you, but in a less than complimentary way. And let me tell you, let me save you the trouble. It's no fun, right? <laughs> um, so, so the most important skill we can develop in our pursuit of, of self-regulation is one of the basic skills of mindfulness. And that is the ability to let go. Okay. Now, if we develop this, the mental habit of letting go along with self-awareness, to know and see our emotions with vivid clarity, we can break free of this compulsion our emotions are capable of of having over us, okay? And so, again, this is so, so important that it's just about being able to just let the emotions go, you know, understand that we all feel this way sometimes, and and it's not it doesn't define us and it doesn't control us and and we can only sort of get into that place when we can practice letting go and again it is a practice because it is a skill that we're going to develop through practice and that brings me to my closing uh comment here is that tomorrow's exercise for for practice Wednesday uh I'm going to give you a, a great uh practice that is going to do just that it's going to it's going to develop your ability to let go. Okay. Now that, that means letting go of your emotions in a, in a overwhelming, uh, circumstance, but it also means letting go of, of judgment, of self-criticism, of, you know, all kinds of stuff, just about anything that holds us back from the success that we seek. All right. So please make sure you listen to that tomorrow. Now, uh, as I do every day, I want to tell you that um, that I love to hear from people. Okay, And um, and, you know, I'm not here trying to sell you something. I'm not here trying to, uh, you know, coerce you into anything. I really am just trying to support people here. Okay, I put a lot of work into these uh, podcast episodes. And the last thing I want to know is that people are not able to fully benefit from them because of some, you know, a piece of the the podcast that they didn't understand, right, because maybe I wasn't clear enough about it, or maybe you don't understand how it applies exactly to your life, or, you know, anything of that sort, okay, so for that reason, I I implore you to please, if, if you have any questions or even if you have any comments or feelings you'd like to express with me on this stuff, please, please, please reach out and get in touch with me. Now, there's two great ways to do that. Number one is send me an email. Okay, my email address is art at artburnscoaching.com. Simple, easy peasy, right? Uh, the second way to get in touch with me is even cooler uh, and a little bit more personal too, is that um, it's, a, uh, it's a link on my website, okay? It's, it's right there on the front page of my website, artburnscoaching.com. You go on there and you'll see a link that says, book a call with me or something to that effect. If you click that link, it automatically sends you right into my calendar so that you can pick a time that works for you. And the, the times that are listed there are all times that work for me so it's like a, a really rapid and smooth uh, uh, process to get this thing done okay uh, another coach that I, I know uh, calls this uh, a virtual cup of coffee and that's what I want you to think of it as okay and actually I, I'd say tea because I don't drink coffee anymore but uh, that's a different story and it has nothing to do with being named angry art over an espresso drink <laughs> but uh, but we can have a cup of tea together virtually right and and so and and I say that because you know there's no Never an obligation for a cup of tea, right? A cup of tea is just two people sitting down, enjoying a cup of tea together, right? So, so there's no, you know, obligation involved. There's no uh, strings attached. There's no cost involved. It's just two people sitting down and having a chat. And I would be more than happy to do that with you if you should, uh, if you should want to. All right. Um, so I hope that I hear from you, and uh, and if I don't, that's cool too. Uh, but I just want to say thank you for listening, and I want to tell you that I'll be back again tomorrow with a practice Wednesday as I said we're going to go over a great practice tomorrow that's called uh, circuit training meditation right so it's like it's going to exercise two different sort of parts of meditation and each one of those is going to be um, really uh, beneficial and it's going to like give you a rounded skill set uh, for this stuff and I'm really excited to share it with you tomorrow uh, okay so i, I other than that, <laughs> pardon me for my, my tongue twisting here. Uh, other than that, I just want to tell you that, uh, that thank you again for, for being here and listening and tell you that I'm really happy to share this stuff with you. And most importantly, I want to tell you that I wish you well. All right, folks. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day and I will be back tomorrow. Take care, everybody. So long.